Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pop Anime Comics Lounge where I have with me professional wrestler Shaza McKenzie who has wrestled for Australian Wrestling Federation, Professional Wrestling Alliance, Melbourne City Wrestling, Shimmer, Shine, Rise, Newcastle Pro, and just recently for IWTV Family Reunion, GCW, Orange Cassidy is doing something or whatever, or I don't know, Black Label Pro Adventures in Wrestling, and this all took place during WrestleMania week, so thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Now, I am super excited because you're the first person I have done from the land down under, and a lot of my audience is American and in the UK, and I'm very curious, how did you get into wrestling, and what was it like down in Australia? Well, wrestling's not, like, super popular. It's still, when I say, hey, I'm a wrestler, it's not like, oh, yeah, I watch wrestling. It's like, what? Like, wrestling still exists? So, I started watching wrestling probably a lot later than most people. I didn't start watching it until I was 15 or 16, and it was purely because I had a boyfriend at the time who wanted to watch wrestling and I was like no that's gross I don't care for that I'm too cool for that but then I watched it and I instantly remember seeing Trish Stratus walk down and then kick ass and I was just like oh my god what is this this is amazing this woman is gorgeous and she is beating the crap out of people and it is great and then I was just hooked and so now you're hooked on to wrestling you love Trish Stratus at what point did it click in your head that you could do this and that you wanted to do this professionally? I always say if you start watching wrestling and you're a fan of wrestling, you're either all in or you're not. It's either you really love wrestling or you just kind of don't really get it. You kind of watch it, but it's there. But if you love wrestling, like it consumes your entire life. So the second I saw Trish that week, it just started consuming my entire life. Like I went to like local video store because I'm old and took every video that I could find that was wrestling. And that became my life. And so I was pretty instantaneously like, this is what I'm going to do. And everyone, like my family just thought it was a phase because I'm like 15, 16 and I go through phases all the time but then this one just didn't leave I was like nope this is what I'm gonna do and I didn't do it as quickly as I was going to do it but when I was 16 my fun story is I like dropped out of high school because I was like I don't need an education because I'm gonna go be a wrestler it's gonna be great so you kind of need money to do things like that so then I was like okay well then I'll get a job and then I got a job and then regular teenage life things happened and then eventually when I was 19 I started training And now let's talk a little bit about that and how you went about finding a school to train at. Because that's how things are done in the modern era. And I think it's safe to say that you're part of that. So what was that entire experience like, you finding a school to train at? Basically, I just Googled. And the first thing that comes up is if you Google like professional wrestling schools in Australia is the AWF Pro Wrestling School, which is where I started training initially. And so I pretty much just saved up a bunch of money because very, very, very overpriced and then signed up and went down. And yeah, I just Googled it because the internet and I'd gone to shows. So I kind of knew what I was getting into, but I'd started going to like indie shows and stuff. That's how I found my school. And then I trained there for a year before I had my first match. And then once I started wrestling I met more wrestlers and then I moved over to the Pro Wrestling Academy which is PWA's school and that's where I've trained for the last 10-11 years since then. And now I'm not too sure where this all fits in but one of your trainers was Madison Eagles and she has trained several Australian wrestlers. What was it like being trained by her and how did this all fit into the equation and how was your training broken up with her? Oh I still train with her. I've trained with her for the last decade. She's one of the best professional wrestlers in the world so if you have access to someone that is literally ranked number one in the entire world for professional wrestling then if you're not crazy 
Rousey, you're going to want to choose to learn under them. So she's one of the head coaches at the Pro Wrestling Academy, which is where I've trained ever since. So I still train with her every week, still see her on a regular basis. Very, very blessed to have access to Madison Eagles. And what was it like for you and how was it broken up between the psychological and the physical aspects of wrestling when you first came into it and really getting down the fundamentals with her? My initial training was done at a different school where it was broken down in like a beginner's intermediate and then an advanced course, so to speak. And then everything else after that is just certain days you'll focus on certain things and then certain days you'll focus on other things. And because I trained so regularly for 10 years, you're always learning. You never finish learning and there's always something else you can learn about psychology or about wrestling and I've been lucky to have trained with so many different trainers that everyone has their own ways to do things and wrestling is subjective as they say and you can pick and choose and figure out which bit works for you as long as everything is safe and now let's talk about some of your early matches and one of your early matches and throughout the entire first year is you had several matches against Allison Wonderland what were those matches like and some of them took place in Australian Wrestling Federation in Insane Championship Wrestling. What were those matches like? And I believe your first match against her was actually for the ICW women's title. Yes. So Alison Wonderland now wrestles as Harley Wonderland and we still wrestle quite regularly because we're still from the same area. When I started wrestling, there was this year to a six month gap where more girls than previous had come through in Australian wrestling. So she had started training, I think, three months before me. And then three months before her, someone else had started training. And so there was kind of like this couple of months of just new girls coming up. In 2007, 2008, if you look at Australian women's wrestling, there's a whole bunch of girls that came up in that exact time period. And I think that was our start of our women's revolution in that area. We were the first group of girls led by Madison Eagles that were done being just the sideshow on the shows. And we really wanted to be wrestlers. And that's like the Kelly Skaters and the Jesse McKay's, which is now Billy Kay, Tennille, Peyton Royce, all those girls, we all came up in that same time period. And now to talk a little bit about Harley Wonderland slash Alice in Wonderland. Later that year, you actually beat her for the ICW women's title. What was that like? Because the two of you had a very nice feud going back and forth that went into 2008, 2009, 2010 a little bit. What was that entire feud like and really kicking it off with you winning a title so early on in your career? Honestly, because it's so long ago, I don't really remember. It's always fun. When you get to wrestle and work with the people that you train with, it's generally easier. So it was always fun and easy getting to work with someone that I was so familiar with. And you can always sort of push boundaries a bit further when you're working with someone that you are familiar with. And now you just mentioned that the Australian Women's Revolution, as we're dubbing it right now, started <laughs> with you and obviously Jesse McKay, who became Billy Kay, Tennille, who is Emma in WWE, Peyton Royce was also involved in that. So I want to talk about how all those rivalries started. And the first one, I think, really started between you and Jesse McKay slash Billy Kay. What was that like? Because that really started in 2009. So when I moved to the Pro Wrestling Australia or Pro Wrestling Academy, that's where Billy and Peyton are both trained from. And that's where Madison Eagles trains us. And so we're all kind of led by Madison into what attitude towards how seriously we wanted to be taken and she wouldn't allow us to not want to be taken seriously. She always pushed us to 
give everything our all in all our matches. So I would have wrestled Jess solid 30, 40 times in the years that followed from when we first started wrestling. And a lot of that came to being down to the fact that we were the only girls in our area at the time. So luckily, now in 2019, the real women's revolution professional wrestling for women is a lot more popular and there's a lot more girls and there's a lot more different opponents and to speak even more about billy Kay, the fact that you wrestled her 30 40 probably even more if you start looking at every single match what was that like for you over the course of about seven years that you wrestled her and how did you keep changing things with her and trying new things and making it not boring and trying to one-up her throughout that entire experience of constantly wrestling her and do you feel that since you wrestled her so much it really pushed you to become a better wrestler so the guys would always be like oh well it's just jess and shaz wrestling again and we'd be like yeah but now we have the task of trying to make this different whereas you have a different opponent every time you wrestle so your match is always going to be different so we worked as a team to try and think of new ways and new things to make it more exciting and to make it different because a lot of the time we were wrestling in front of the same crowds that had already seen us wrestle. It was always just a challenge every match to push each other to be more creative and to do different things and to see what we could do and some ideas don't work and some ideas do work and you just keep trying. And then eventually Casey Cassidy aka Peyton Royce, got thrown into wrestling you in individual matches as well as tag team matches. What was it like to face her and have her also thrown in the match and having a rivalry with her during this time period as well? So Peyton started wrestling when she was like 16. She was very young when we first met her and then she took, I think, about a year break. And then when she came back, she came back full force. She took like a year break to study and do grown-up things that you should do, not for any other reason. But we're all very much a sisterhood in wrestling you have to have each other's back and you have to push each other and you just have to work together so it's always good to have people that want to succeed be across the ring from you because then you want to succeed as well and then you try to push each other further and further and how do you feel that Peyton's style differed from Billy Kay's style in the ring and how do you feel that you adapted to each of their styles I think everyone has their own unique style. It's every opponent is completely different. Even if they've trained together a million times, they'll have little things that they might do very similar, but everyone has their own style because everyone is a unique person. That's how wrestling is. There's no big difference between those two and then any other female or male wrestler. Everyone has their own unique way of wrestling. And obviously Billy and Peyton are part of the Iconics. They are the women's tag team champs at the moment in WWE. How do you feel that you got to wrestle them at a very early stage and that in many ways they are representing Australia as far as the women are concerned in WWE and that they are really showcasing what Australian wrestling can be? And even to go further, we're going to speak about Tennille. She was also in WWE. How do you feel that all three of them really showcased and are showing off the Australian style in WWE? I think it's awesome. I think it's so cool to see people succeed and before Tennille had her success I think a lot of people because we're so far away and so isolated from other countries and 
people didn't really know that there was wrestling in Australia. So before Tennille, it was kind of like the idea of WWE was so completely far-fetched that any of us would make it. To see so many of us now make it is amazing. And I think that that's the coolest part of it all. And we're going to talk about Tennille in one second, but I'm really curious. Do you feel, because you're from Australia, that people don't think that you know what wrestling is or that you can't wrestle the same way as in America? Do you feel that condensation exists? And then how does that make you feel? Or do you feel that people initially think that? But since you've been around, and we're going to talk about Shine, Shimmer, you were just at Family Reunion, that that notion is disappearing very, very quickly due to the internet. I think Australia is pretty well respected when it comes to the wrestling knowledge that we have, especially now that so many Australians have been so successful. I don't think anyone thinks that we're lacking knowledge in Australia. And now let's talk about Tennille Dashwood, a.k.a. Emma. She was in WWE, then she's now on the indie scene. Her career's sort of up in the air where nobody knows her next stop. But you got to wrestle her very early on. And you've had several matches and rivalries, and that actually sort of ended in WWE in one of her matches in NXT. What was that experience like for you to get to wrestle her and really go at it in Melbourne City Wrestling? That was really cool. It was when I had the match with Tennille at MCW, she knew that that would be her last match before going to WWE. So that's obviously nice when someone chooses you to be their opponent for their last match before they move on. I guess these days everyone moves on. So there's so many people getting signed and there's so many people moving on. It's probably less of a deal. But she was the first of our generation of Australians to sign with WWE. So it was cool to want to have that match with me and then also to want to have the follow-up match in NXT a few years later. And then, of course, last year she was done with WWE. We got to wrestle again when she came back down to Australia. It's always good to wrestle her because we have good chemistry. It's just easy. It's just wrestling. And what is that like for you to really be able to have her last match in Australia, then to face her in NXT and be in a WWE ring, and then after she leaves, you get to wrestle her again, and both of you have more experience? What does that make you feel, that you're really wrestling one of the best? We always push each other every match is always working to be different and to increase on what we did the last time and to see what we can do and to be creative and to make the best show that we possibly can and we've both learned so much over the years that if you go back and look at our first match there's probably so many completely different things that we do now and that's the cool thing about wrestling is you just meet these people along the way and you can go years without seeing them and then you get to wrestle them again and then you get to have these completely different matches and at a back away from Tennille and I do want to briefly touch upon two more rivalries that happened around the same time and one of them was with Eliza Sway and the other was with your former trainer Madison Eagles what were these two rivalries like involving the PWA title and several other matches that were occurring so Eliza Sway is another girl that came up around that same time like 2007-2008 we were part of that generation of female wrestlers that were done being being treated like eye candy and we're ready to wrestle. We always push Allah to do whatever we could to make the matches interesting as possible. And of course, wrestling Madison Eagles is just always the greatest experience of your life because she is just an amazing wrestler and she just wrestles herself and you're just kind of there. 
And what was it like for you to get to wrestle your former trainer and in many ways speaking to other wrestlers when they wrestle their trainers, almost a proving point to their trainer saying, I can go with you and that I am good enough and that you taught me well enough and that I can bring a fight to you. What was that like for you to be in that situation facing her? She's obviously is my trainer, but I've never had that need to prove to her that I can go with her because we train together. She knows I can go with her. There's no proving ground for me in that sense. It's just cool to get to wrestle someone that wants to do something different and always has a different mindset and different outlook on different things that you don't necessarily have. And you get to learn every time you're in the ring with them. And that's what wrestling's about. And now I want to jump a little bit ahead a few years and really talk about 2014 where you beat Evie for the PWWA title. How did this come about? I think I was number one contender to that title for like a year or something. So my title match was very much due by the time that I got the match. So that was a real fun match. I think that was maybe the second time that me and Evie had had a singles match together. And we've had more since then. But I think that's probably one of my favorite because we really tried to make it something unique because it was for the PWA title is the most prestigious women's title that there is in Australia. So we wanted to make sure that the match represented that. And what did it mean for you to win this title? And you just said it was one of the most prestigious titles in all of Australia. What does that mean for you that a company trusts you to hold the belt, defend the belt, be the face of the company? And what does that do for you professionally and personally? It was really cool that time because I'd been at PWA for about six years or so at the time. And so that was the first time I'd won the belt. I've held it for some ridiculous amount of time now. But the first time I won it, that was real special. The company had believed in me to be the face of their women's division. And let's talk about your first time and goes into the second time a little bit. Because you had a few title defenses, one against Kellyanne and another against Jessica Troy. But then Charlie Evans got involved with Jessica Troy and made things complicated with this belt. And there were some circumstances with this title. What exactly happened with that entire situation? So I was defending it in a triple threat match and they both had me in a submission and I tapped out. So therefore they both won the title and that's why they became dual champions. And then eventually I did defeat them both in singles matches to determine that I was the true holder of the belt, which I have been since August 2017, I think, is when I won the belt back. So that was what happened with the two people ended up holding that belt. But that was a really fun thing to do because it was so different to anything else we'd ever done. And what was that like to really solidify that you're the true champion by beating them both? You didn't beat one person, you beat two. It was pretty cool. It's always just fun when you get to wrestle people that want to wrestle and work hard. And as this was going on, I know we're going to shift gears slightly. You also held another title and you had a tag team run. And I love saying this because I'm never ever going to get another chance to say this with Big Fudge. And I think it's right, but I think it's Cock Blocker. It's Chock Blocker because Big Fudge is a chocolate bar. Again, if you read it really fast. That is the joke. And then you eventually beat SMS, which is even funnier, because if you know what a text message is, who is made up of Instagram and Unsocial Jordan for the PWA Tag Team titles. What was this like for you 
now representing this promotion as a tag champ. That was really cool because Instagram, who may or may not be Kyle Fletcher and Unsocial Jordan, well, Unsocial Jordan's my husband. It's really cool when you get to wrestle with your best friends and with people that are so close to you, especially given the chance to represent the company in a male-dominated division rather than just the women's division. It was a really cool experience and we got to do some really fun stuff with that and we ended up having a TLC match where SMS regained the belts about a year later. And what is it like? to get to wrestle your husband on the opposite side and really elevate it with tag team titles on the line. I'd much rather wrestling him than teaming with him because I like beating him up and we can let out our aggression. My husband is a fantastic wrestler, so I love getting to wrestle with him and I love his creativity and his ideas and I do enjoy rather wrestling him though than teaming. And even stepping outside of this, given that your husband's into wrestling and that you did get to face him a bunch of times, and I would imagine you were on the same show on many occasions. What is that like as far as building your psyche and really building you up, going up against each other in your separate matches, knowing that you have a travel buddy built in with you as you go to all these shows and you're on the road constantly? We're very strange, I guess. When we're on the same show, if we don't have to wrestle each other, I would very, very rarely actually speak to him throughout the day because we kind of get to the venue and then separate into our own little friendship circle clicks. We very much don't stay together all day. But if we do ever say I'm having a match and I'm like, oh God, there's this one move that I've got to take and I'm freaking out. It is nice to have someone be there to talk to and be like, mate, this is scary. Should I do this? And then be like, yeah, you're fine. You can do that. So it's nice in that sense. And I think we're going to leave it there with Australia, but I do want to talk about America because you have wrestled in Shine and Shimmer starting in 2012. Obviously, those two companies are very women-centric. They are arguably the two best women companies along with stardom. So how did this come about and how did you get the opportunity to wrestle in the U.S.? In 2012, I pretty much did something very similar to what I'm doing right now, which is I quit my job and took all my life savings and rented an apartment in Philadelphia to train and be a wrestler and try and wrestle and then lined it up with when Shimmer was happening and sent through my stuff and didn't get any guarantees, just got, we might use you on the pre-show and then showed up and got on the shows and just kept coming back. And now I want to talk about Shine first, because I think your Shine experience is fascinating. It's also a little bit shorter than the Shimmer experience. And one of the cool things that happened in Shine very early on for you was you got to tag with Bailey against Allison Kay and Taylor Mate. And Bailey is killing it in WWE right now. Allison Kay has done almost everything in wrestling at this point. What was it like teaming with Bailey and then also working with Allison Kay? Bailey was one of my first friends that I got when I came to America. We just sort of clicked on everything and we still keep in touch. It's obviously a lot harder now. She has a very full schedule and I live generally on the other side of the world most of the time. But it was really cool at the time. I think she was already signed at the time, but she hadn't reported yet. So it was a very interesting time to hang out with her and train with her and stuff. And then AK is always phenomenal and I've wrestled her a bunch of times since then. And then another match you had in Shine was you got to team up with Billy Kay against Mia Yim, Nikki Rocks, and Santana Garrett, who are three of the most unbelievable women's wrestlers in the last 10 years. 
that was real fun. We made Kelly skated straight in her hair and then they all wore my wrestling gear and we looked like a matching team. It's always fun when you get to work with your friends. And then there's a few more matches I want to talk about Shine really quickly. And one of them was against Miss Rachel and the other one was a fatal four-way involving Jamie Jamison, Kellyanne, and Liberty as well as you also had a match for the Shine Tag Team belt, and Evie was your partner for that match. What were these matches like, and what was all this going on, and even having an opportunity to challenge for belts in Shine? I really enjoyed my time with Shine, wrestling down in Ybor City. It's such a unique venue and such a unique crowd. It's always a good time, and if things ever lined up again, I'm sure I'd end up back there. It's just nothing is lined up travel-wise. I think I leave America before the next show this time around as well, so it hasn't lined up, unfortunately. And now we're going to take a step away from Shine, and we're going to dive right into Shimmer. And you've had several matches during your first year here, and we're going to talk about a bunch of them. And you went up against Rio O'Reilly, Sahara Knight, if I said that correctly. Saraya Knight. I'm not going to get it right, anybody, so we're just going to move on. Santana Garrett, Mercedes Martinez, Kimberly, within your first two years there, when these women are some of the best in the world. What was this like to be able to be in a destination that attracts the very best women's wrestlers and arguably some of the best wrestlers in the world? A lot of those matches happened very early in their careers. The match with Kimberly was her first match in Shimmer. Her first singles match in Shimmer was against me and her first tag match in Shimmer was against me as well. So that's a pretty cool thing that's happened. Rhea O'Reilly, we both came to Shimmer at the same time. So we were like both little rookie girls and then we've both progressed over the years and really honed our craft. So it's really cool those matches in the first few years with people as they were just starting their career or just getting steam as opposed to nowadays when they're all bona fide stars. And as these matches were occurring, you then got to also team up with Veta Scott. We were a tag team for the first two years that I was in Shimmer, and then she turned bad, and then now we don't like her. And let's talk a little bit about some of the matches you had and what led up to that entire circumstance. So you faced Allison Kay, Taylor Maid. You faced Cherry Bomb and Kimberly, the Canadian Ninjas, Nicole Matthews and Porter Perez, and Regeneration X, Allison Danger, and Leva Bates. And all eight of these women including you and Veta, are fantastic. So what was that like to go up against these teams and be involved with them and really dealing with a whole plethora of styles of tag team wrestling and women's wrestling and being in the mix? Anything Shimmer Weekend related is so completely different to anything else you'll do in wrestling ever. It doesn't matter if you're in tag matches or singles matches. It doesn't matter if you're first match on the card or the last match on the card. Everything is so intense and so chaotic that you never have a chance to really even be aware of what you're doing and your surroundings because it's Saturday and Sunday and there's two tapings a day. You're there from midday till 9 o'clock Saturday and then you're there from like 9 a.m. till 7 o'clock on Sunday and you just don't have time to plan and think and even realize what you're doing until the whole weekend is over and then you're like, oh, I just got to wrestle so-and-so, that's really cool. Or I just did this, that's really cool. But while it's all happening, you're just in a state of chaoticness that you just don't even know what you're doing. And also, as a team, 
team with Veta, you get to team up with Christina Von Erie, and she's just a cool person to look at in general and how punky she is. And she's the tracer of wrestling. That's an Overwatch reference, everybody. And she's done a lot of cool stuff for Global Force Wrestling and a bunch of other companies. What was it like working with her? I'd completely forgotten that that six man happened. But no, that was really cool. That was years ago now. It was good. It was cool. I think if we got to do it again now, it'd be even better. And now let's talk about when VETA went bad. And that was 2015, and this was kind of when you were breaking out as a single star in Shimmer. So why did the two of you go up against each other, and what happened to your team? So 2014, I didn't come to Shimmer. I didn't go overseas. I spent a year trying to pretend to be an adult and have a proper fancy job that didn't allow me to just disappear and go be a wrestler every now and then. And then by 2015, I decided that was a horrible idea and decided I just wanted to be a wrestler and be poor instead, and that was much better. But in that time, during 2014, while I wasn't there, Vader had changed her attitude towards wrestling in Shimmer and had turned to the dark side. So when I returned in 2015, I confronted her about that, and then we had a match, and that is pretty much how it happened. And throughout Shimmer and a few other companies, you and Vada have had a bunch of matches between each other. How do you feel that feud has played out of you beating her, she beating you, and the two of you constantly going at it between each other? I think it's been really cool, real fun. It's cool to still be growing and creating new things, working as a team in matches, essentially. And now to back off of Vada and to talk about Shayna Baszler, as she is one of the toughest women. In NXT, she looks like a champion, she acts like a champion, whether you love her or hate her, and you had two matches up against her. And I think she was in NXT at the time that you had those matches, or she was just about to go in. What was it like to go up against her and really have those matches against one of the futures of, I think, WWE's women's division? I think those matches really, especially the second one, proved to everyone how tough I can be, mainly because I split my head open and had to get seven staples but still finished the match while pouring blood out the back of my head which was very scary once I realized what had happened but that was after I'd finished wrestling so yeah I think those matches made people think I was a bit of a badass because I beat Shayna and to speak about that are you one of those people that no matter what the injury is you're gonna finish the match luckily I've never had to really find out and now you just said you're a badass and I think in 2017 You got some gold to match that statement as you beat Nicole Savoy for the Heart of Shimmer Championship. How did this match come about and what did it mean for you to finally get gold in Shimmer? For them to trust an international with the belt is something that they don't always do and to have them allow me to wear that belt for a year and a half, whatever it was, it was really cool and I really enjoyed my time as a Heart of Shimmer champion. I really think it helped grow me as a professional wrestler. And as champion, you had various successful title defenses against some of the best, including Nicole Matthews, Courtney Rush, Kellyanne, cheerleader Melissa, Veta Scott, a no contest with Allison Kay, one of my favorite wrestlers, Tessa Blanchard, Hudson Envy, and Shotzi Blackheart. What was your mentality as champ going into each of these matches as these women have and are at the top of the top in women's wrestling right now? It was just to prove that I belonged holding that belt and to hold on to the belt as long as I could and to prove that I deserved my spot on the card. 
there's a few more wrestlers I want to talk about, and one of them is Zoe Sky, who has been on this podcast, and I'm a fan of Zoe Sky. What was it like to go up against her? She's fantastic, and she had her Heart of Shimmer run that just ended the other week, but she did so well in all of her matches, and I think that really helped show people what she could do as well. It just helps people take notice of your matches a bit more, and then they realize how much more you can contribute to the business. And there are two more matches I want to talk about with Shimmer. One was against Alicia Edwards, who's doing some cool stuff in Impact right now. And her husband is an amazing wrestler as well. And then Sue Young, who might or might not be alive. So what was it like going up against these two women? It was really cool. Anytime I get to wrestle someone that I haven't worked with before, that's all I ever want. That's why I do this, because that's how you learn and you grow. If you're constantly working with the same people, it's a different challenge. But there's such a challenge of working with someone new. And I was really happy with how both those matches turned out. And now that's where we're going to end with Shimmer, but I do want to talk about WrestleMania week because that was a pretty crazy week for wrestling. And it really started with Battle Club Pro. What was that week like just in Battle Club Pro that eventually led to IWTV Family Reunion where you faced against Chris Stratenlander and Solo Darling with Jessica Troy as your tag partner? What was these two matches and situations like really kicking off WrestleMania weekend for you? My WrestleMania weekend was pretty much me teaming with my best friends from Australia to fight the best wrestlers in America. So it was pretty fun. Very exhausting, but pretty fun. So I got to team with Indy Hartwell at Battle Club Pro and then to get to team with Jessica Troy again, who I love wrestling and I love teaming with and I think she's the greatest. And to wrestle Chris Statlander, who's a huge breakout name at the moment, and Solo again was really fun and only a little bit exhausting. And also during this week, you were part of Game Changer and how do you feel about Dodgeball? I was disappointed that we didn't get to actually play Dodgeball. That upset me. But I understand we had to have a wrestling match. But I was excited to play dodgeball. I think that was a fun match because it was just so many different characters and completely different people from all over the world coming together in this one match. It was a very interesting experience. And continue to speak about your WrestleMania week. It was part of this event called The Collective and you were on several of those matches. And those shows, it was all in the same building, just to give a little background. What was that like for you to be able to represent Australia and show what Australian wrestling is, what it is capable of doing, and really introducing it to an American audience? It was really cool. I never tried to really represent my country because I think there's a lot better guys and girls that come out of Australia. I'm just out there trying to represent what I can do and what I can bring. And then hopefully if that gets people watch me and then go, oh, who's this? And then they look a little further and then they end up watching PWA or MCW or something from Australia. Then that's the ultimate goal is to bring the eyes back down to our wrestling in Australia so that everyone down in Australia can get the exposure that they want and deserve. Because right now they just work really hard and are very far away from everyone. And now I think that is a perfect place to stop as far as your career I know we skipped some matches and we glossed over some feuds and some other things that occurred, but I do want to pick your brain and I'm curious as to what advice you have for people who want to get into wrestling as you've been doing this for over 10 years now. I think you just have to try. It can be really scary and daunting and 
everything like that is a whole new experience if you've never trained before but you just have to go out and try and go to the gym and try to eat healthy and try to put as much effort into it as you can it's not always gonna work but put in the work and good things happen to good people and then finally i would like to give you an opportunity to promote yourself do you have a facebook twitter instagram website merch so my Instagram and my Twitter is both Shazza underscore McKenzie. My Facebook is Shazza McKenzie Pro Wrestler. And then I have a Pro Wrestling Tees, which is just Pro Wrestling Tees forward slash Shazza McKenzie. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. And we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio, and anywhere else where you listen to your podcasts. And while you wait for next week's episode, you can definitely check us out at popanimecomics.com for articles relating to anime comics and pop culture, as well as give us a follow on Twitter at popanimecomics. Like our Facebook page, Pop Anime Comics. Check me out on Instagram, Pop Anime Comics. I also have a pro wrestling tea shop that is Pop Anime Comics. Just type it in right on the search bar. Please buy my merch. It's an elf holding a steel chair, and she wants to swing it at people who don't buy my t-shirt. So don't be one of those people. And until next week, everybody, have a wonderful week.